0: Episode One Will Work for a Cheese Plate.
1: Welcome to the Adventures in Lollygagging podcast. I am your uh, I guess host isn't the right word. I guess GM would be the right word. This is an actual play podcast. For, uh, we're going to be using the Zavai Hander rule set. It's a rule set uh, by Grim and Perilous Studios. Uh, so I'm Jeff, I'm your GM. Uh, I've got six players uh, eager to join in. Uh, and by eager, I mean not at all eager. Uh, and I'm going to start, uh, just a brief introduction, uh, so uh, if you could give us uh, give us your name, your like your real name, give us your character name, and, and then that's it. We'll, we'll, we'll describe and talk about your characters uh, in a more organic way. So, over to my left.
2: I am Melissa, and I will be playing Zofia.
3: I'm Ashley, and I'm going to be playing Emily.
1: My name
0: is Keith, I'm going to be playing Bruno. I'm Long, and I'm going to be playing Chovy. Josh here, I'm
4: going
1: to be playing Bayer.
5: I am Dustin, and I'm playing Erwin
1: going with the dustin did you do that last time too oh, yeah, Okay, all right. all right all right all right we have a nickname for for dustin should i should we call you dustin uh, on the podcast oh. i'm gonna call you dustin oh god
5: no it's gonna I be weird uh, this, 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 what have i done do you want to redo your intro Do you want to redo it sure no it's too late he's <laughs> dustin it's recorded set. oh
1: In god it it's ruined. recorded we never use his real name uh no. Okay. Right, we do like We've already half. lost Melissa. Melissa's gone. She's out. She wants to cut. No, there's no cutting. This is this is going in. This we're live. We, yeah.
0: When you get on so there, a little there. behind the
1: scenes, we have recorded three episode ones. <laughs> <laughs> this is our fourth episode one. We're bad at this as you'll see very soon if you haven't figured it out already. Now, the other thing we're really bad at is following proper rules of an RPG, which we're probably not going to do right at all. Uh, but if you are a Zvihander player, if you've read the books, if you know a little bit about the rules set and you, you hear us doing something wrong, you want to correct us, please, by all means, uh, give us a contact. Uh, we'll drop some basic socials and all that kind of nonsense at the end of the episode. Uh, but for now, let's uh, let's settle in and let's play some frickin' Zvihander. Uh, all right. So, you ready? let it. Okay. All right. mm-hmm. Do we need to do, like, the whole motorboat thing to, to warm up again? Because <laughs> no. we were motorboating to warm up. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tried white. and true practice in, uh, in, yeah, in in theatrics. Okay, so we uh, are going to start off uh, in the port town of Weishaven. Weishaven is a port town to the capital city of the Rhine monarchy, which is known as Occitan. So Occitan is a little bit further upriver from Weishaven. Weishaven is on. Uh, what's called the Thorn Coast. Uh, it's a coast, it's a kind of oceanic coastal town uh, known a lot for shipping uh, kind of up and down the river but also has like these these deeper ports uh, on its coastal side. Now our crew uh, has, been, uh, has been working in this particular city, nothing particularly fancy. Uh, we have a bunch of middle class and low born folk here. There's no one really fancy uh, in our group. And they've been doing basic labor. They've been doing a lot of work down by the docks. They've been doing some some basic merchant uh, merchant marine stuff here and there. Kind of doing some barge shipping up and down river. Uh, nothing particularly fancy. They've been working primarily for a company called the Plum Hawk Trading Company, which I often refer to as just a PHC. Uh, and if you think of the Plum Hawk Trading Company, they're kind of kind of like a weaker East India trading company. We're in a relatively uh, middle age, medieval, maybe near Renaissance kind of uh, kind of age a little bit of gunpowder, still still some knights and heavy armor and chainmail and stuff going on. Uh, so they've been working for the Plumhawk Trading Company, but they have not been working in any grandiose fashion. They've been doing it for basic brass shillings, maybe a silver or two from time to time, until recently when they have fallen on some, some down luck for reasons they're not entirely sure. Whenever they head down to the docks every morning to try to get a new gig, a new assignment, a new temporary uh, new temporary job. Uh, the jobs get handed out, but they just they just don't get picked. Now, on the bright side, one of this member, one of these members uh, happened to kind of stumble across uh, a missive on one of the previous adventures, a missive that had the name of a local shipmaker, or at least former shipmaker, in the name of Master Harold Zeiger. And uh, that is where we're at right now. We are currently just outside of the town of Weisshaven, outside the abode of Master Harold Zeiger, as this small crew has been recruited uh, to, to perform said service. So, just to paint a little picture, uh, you are on the north bank of a relatively, relatively rough river. Uh, you've got looking ahead of you a fairly modest home, a uh, single story. It's got a kind of a a three-foot-tall stone wall fence kind of surrounding it. Um, You can see that it backs up onto this rushing river. Uh, You can see it occasionally, a couple couple boats moving past here and there. Uh, You can see uh, kind of as you curve around the outside of this wall, uh, there's all sorts of half-completed rowboats. There's lumber that seems to be the state of either in the state of repair or being cut or being bent in such a way it definitely seems to be the home of a person uh, who still is doing some sort of boat building nothing fancy uh, probably something that maybe just a person might use for a rowboat to cross the river or maybe a local fisherman might just kind of go out to get a catch for his family or her family um, but nothing nothing particularly fancy um, and as you uh as a lot of you as the five of you, sans bruno we 'll get into him in a minute, uh, walk up uh, to the actual door and knock on it. you wait for a moment and eventually the door opens up, and you see the five of you standing before you in this hallway it's about a a four and a half foot tall, heavy set gnomish man uh, got a fairly heavy mutton chops, this kind of kind of wiry wet. Straggly hair kind of hanging down, uh, down his sides, a little bit of a receding hairline, not the most attractive individual in the world. And as the door opens up, he says, Can I help you? A
0: lot you requested is finally here.
1: Oh, uh, it's oh, you right, um, fringe of uh, Bruno. Are oh, you? Yeah. Yes, that's right, right. So. Okay, um, why don't you, uh... There's Seems to be tr- trouble counting. Uh, four, five, there's five in. Okay, uh, alright, follow me in. Um, any you've got mud on your boots or something, make sure you cake it off before you come in. Mr. Zygler's not particularly keen. People tracking mud through his home. Uh, but in you go. Come on, come on. And so... As you all take your turns, you know, scraping your boots uh, along uh, along the ground right before you go inside that front door. You enter into this house. It's it's very dark. Uh, there's it's middle. It's even though it's midday. There's just no windows in the sort of open entryway. The shutters are drawn. Uh, no lamps seem to be in, uh, seem to be on, or anything like that. Uh, and he just seems to be leading you uh, further into the house until you are dropped into some sort of some sort of small study and you can see there's already another individual sitting uh, in what looks to be a relatively rough spun brown uh, couch and Keith why don't you tell us what Bruno looks like who's sitting on his couch
0: uh, Bruno's sitting on the couch he's uh, not too tall 5 foot 5 inches below average
1: okay, now when you say he's 5 foot tall is he 5 foot tall while sitting down or is he like
0: <laughs> no no, okay. no definitely definitely that short very corpulent 212 pounds very fat Um, he's clean cut though dark brown hair medium brown skin that's Mm. actually backwards medium brown hair his skin's backwards? dark brown skin (laughs) sounds sounds horrifying (laughs) very nice tan he's lived lived in the city for a long time he's a lot of sun out here but uh, yeah I mean you see him he looks like someone who can can fight Mm -hmm. he's got some weapons on him but uh, yeah he's sitting there waiting for the rest of his party to arrive.
1: And yeah, you see them one by one start uh, start lumbering in. Uh, the room itself has a handful of places to sit, but not enough for everybody. Uh, so the couch that, that Bruno's sitting on is probably room for maybe maybe one or two other people. Uh, and then you look that there's a like kind of a leather chair in the corner, and then there's a desk behind which... Uh, is another seat which clearly none of no none of you should probably go sit in that. That would be really strange and inappropriate. Uh but as you as you come in, um you, you hear the gnomish man uh as you all funnel past him as he stands at the doorway. R right. all I'll, um, I'll fitch mister Zuger and uh if you'd be so kind, don't touch anything, um don't uh, don't wander uh, Mr Zoiger is a very private man and um Okay, just uh, hind tight, and he disappears uh, right in front of your eyes. It's so the invisibility potion is gone now. He just <laughs> turns around and he walks uh, in a different direction away from the front door. So, is anyone sitting next to Bruno? Yeah, I'm gonna waddle up there, try to get a spot. Okay, so uh, so who what does Chovy look like? It's Chovy? so is
0: a young halfling, he's dark brown hair, dark brown eyes, fair skin, but he's only 3 foot, 8 inches, and 40 pounds. 40
1: pounds. Forty pounds. It's a wonderful juxtaposition of the very core foot Bruno right next to Chovy. We fit perfectly. I feel like your bicep or your thigh probably weighs more than, than well, Chovy does.
0: I mean, you're probably right. Yeah, you probably work out. Yeah. Hey, it's perfect. She's sitting on the couch. He's sitting on the couch with me. Excuse me. Yeah. Because uh, we might break if there's too many big people.
1: Wait, is Chovy female?
0: No. You, I, I, I said he after.
1: Okay. I wasn't sure. Okay. Alright, so. Chovy just
0: sounds like a female name. I'm sorry.
1: Is it short for anchovy? Did I ask you this yeah. It is very <laughs> clever. It's very clever. Anchovies are small. Okay. Uh, okay. So because you've got Chovy sitting on the couch, that means there's another person. There's another space for somebody else. Anybody want to go? Emily around.
3: will go pop herself in between them.
1: Okay. So what does Emily look like? Uh, Emily. Emma. I'm sorry. We should. We should. We should. Emma Lee.
3: Emma okay. Lee. My name is Emma Lee. Uh, she's super short. She's five two. Um, she's 102 pounds. She's got light brown skin, um, hazel eye, um, and uh, also light brown hair. Um, she spends a lot of time outside, so it's sort of sort of some bleached. Um, and she generally tends to wear uh, a lot of wraps. She does get into quite a bit of scuffles, so she's always injured or something. And, uh, yeah, she just kind of leans over to Bruno, and she goes... What kind of nonsense did you get us in? Have you seen how creepy this house is?
0: It does look pretty creepy. We need the money, don't we? We haven't had jobs for how, weeks. How bad? I think bad enough to go here.
2: Just
1: now
0: time to do something.
1: The really kind of odd thing is like as you're kind of peeking, when you're peeking, you know, here and there, walking down the hallway, looking into rooms, like some of which it's not a very well kept house. Uh, like you look around and either everything's just sort of like you pass by like empty rooms there's like very little furniture like this this room that you're in this study has more furniture than the three or four rooms that you passed along the way um and you don't hear any voices despite the fact that it sounds like there's voices uh you uh, we'll, we'll say the window's open uh and that's why we can hear the river still rushing uh rushing past us uh but uh but yeah it, it's kind of strange there's no there's really nothing on the walls, like nothing, no kind of artwork, no nothing to signify anything. It's, it's almost like it's an empty home. It's like, it's like a person who bought a house, you know, in real life, and realized that it's way too big for them, and they don't have nearly enough stuff to move into it. And that's kind of that thing going on right now. Uh, so it's a little, little peculiar. It's not like family portraits or nothing. Nothing. Just blank. No, just totally blank. Uh, and you saw, you know, it's not, the guy kind of wandered off. I like the noish man. He's a little. He's, he looks a little odd he's got looks to definitely definitely has this eh, probably probably drank a few maybe maybe lived a hard life uh, you not really can't really peg an age um he didn't give a name none of you asked uh but he didn't give a name but you got to you got the feel that he's some sort of he's, he's definitely a servant not a you, you know harold zeiger to be human so uh, definitely not a relative of any of any sort Uh, So there's still, like, another chair. There's this leather leather chair sitting in the back next to an empty bookcase. There's nothing on this bookcase. Um, Does anybody want to take that seat? There's still three people lingering around.
5: Instead of taking the seat, I'll go stand
1: awkwardly next to the bookcase. Okay. What makes it awkwardly?
5: Uh, I just start to lean up against the bookcase, but I don't because I don't want to touch anything. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of, like, leaning back, but I'm not really leaning back. I'm just... Not really sure what to do with myself. I don't want to touch anything because mm-hmm. they said not to touch anything. So. And
1: what, uh, what does Irwin look like?
5: Erwin is uh, ebony-skinned, uh, about five foot eight, slender. Uh, has a very large hat on. It kind of even makes it more awkward that he's wearing this hat inside and he didn't take it off. Yeah. He's kind of always used to wearing the hat and not taking it off. Just a tiny bit of chestnut hair sticks out of from underneath of it. Uh light brown eyes,
1: slender. So is it like a tricorn hat? You know what, you know what I mean when I say tricorn hat? Like, yeah, it's okay. kinda like I'm, that. Okay, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting a picture it. So as you as you kinda get ready to lean against like uh, the the actual bookcase, maybe maybe one of the things you also notice is the fact there's a there's like a nice very clear layer of dust. As if no one's really kind of cleaned this in a while. I think it's just sort of there, right? Uh and so yeah, there's still that one chair. And I feel, since there's two people left, this is when we should probably start doing our first combat. We should probably roll for initiative. <laughs> and the, the one who lives gets the chair.
4: Oh, man, it's like musical chairs. Yep. you don't make it to the chair, you get kicked out. Okay.
1: Are you going for it, Bear? No, oh, you bet your ass. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what does Bear look like? Uh, Bear, he's a
4: real mountain of a man. Uh, six foot two, 253 pounds, uh, brown skin, ash blonde hair. He's kind of rough aren't they just kind of outdoors men you can mm-hmm. really tell calloused hands sure chest hair showing
1: a little mm-hmm. dirty he, uh we said in one of our previous episode one recordings that uh, does he actually look like the brawny paper towel guy uh um, is that canon if he had brown skin yes okay. Okay. <laughs> very very tan so, okay. you, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have the white hair too
4: yeah ash blonde yeah that too. so i they... actually have a beaded mustache as well uh, okay right on that. is there like it's specific humorous... color to the beads or anything like that uh, yes, red wine.
1: No. <laughs> Very patriotic <laughs> for a, a country that doesn't exist. That's real. Okay. Uh, so between you, means, between you and Bruno, who who who's weighs more? Because I know you're bigger, but he's quite... and show, buddy. 253. Oh, oh wow. I'm all okay.
5: fat, though. All right. <laughs> half a foot short. Okay. A little bit yeah. of muscle.
1: <laughs> okay. So that leaves uh, that leaves Sofia with nowhere to sit, and apparently no gentleman will uh, allow you to sit. Uh, but, I'll yeah. stand
3: up. And I'll offer Sophia my seat and then I'll go stand by the door. Okay. Sophia is actually fine.
2: Sophia is a four foot nine gnome. She is pale, frail, 95 pounds, with light brown hair and dark brown eyes. So okay. Sophia is a little bit less likely to be respectful of the don't touch things. Mm-hmm. So she's getting very close, kind of nosing around, looking at everything. So, so the only can. thing
1: you see that actually I mean like really like you're in a, in a very plain room with just furniture and an empty bookcase. The only thing that actually seems to have anything on it is the desk in front of you. So there's a couple, you know, it looks like there's like an inkwell that's uh, you know, there and like a little mat for maybe writing on and uh, what looks to be some sort of Small, honorific, you're not entirely sure what it is. It looks like some small wooden, wooden, uh, not sculpture, but some sort of you know, wooden display piece. Um, but that's about it.
2: So imagine that Zofia sort of has her hands behind her back so as not to touch anything, but is definitely leaning over, looking very carefully at things, <laughs> seeing if there's anything that can be red or, you know, kind of any... Definitely being nosy.
1: Okay, well, uh, why don't we do our first completely useless uh, roll, because this is just so mild. Uh, just go ahead and roll. Uh, g- give me a, Go ahead and give me a trivial awareness test. Uh, so the way this works, uh, if you're unfamiliar with Vihander, Vihander is a D100 system. Uh, what this means is that what we do is we use a calculation that combines both the player's actual skill and you know uh, so it's usually somewhere between about 35 and 55 somewhere in that range uh that's calculated during character creation and we add that to the you know we compare that to the difficulty and so in this case it's a trivial difficulty and that gives us their chance to, to be successful so so sophia what uh what is your uh your score your base chance for uh for this awareness test.
2: So awareness is perception. My perception is 47.
1: And so 47, and then we take a look at trivial. And so a trivial test is uh, is quite easy. It's like it's incredibly easy, which means we get to add plus 30% to that score. And so that puts you at a total of what? 77. Which means now she's going to roll a D100. And if she rolls 77 or under, <laughs> which I'm taking from the look on her face that she did not do, uh, 77 or under, she would succeed. So what, in fact, did you roll?
2: Exactly a seventy-seven.
1: Oh, did you really? There okay, is. which is technically a <laughs> yeah. critical success, I, I believe, because it's a seventy-seven. Yeah. So in Zyhander, whenever you roll doubles, like seventy-seven or thirty-three, it's a crit. Uh, if it's if you roll underneath your target number, so in this case seventy-seven percent, if she if she would roll under seventy-seven percent and it was doubles, it'd be a critical success. But if she rolled over seventy-seven percent, failed, and also rolled a double, she would roll a critical fail, and she'd probably fall and like break her neck or something. Uh, but in this case, no, you you uh, you kind of lean forward. And you see a folded up, you kind of kind of tucked under what looks to be uh, kind of a, a rolled up scroll. You're not really sure. You think maybe a maybe a map. It looks kind of like a little bit of a map. You can't quite make it out because it's not unfurled. Uh, but you do see a folded up, somewhat water stained letter that has been torn open, and there is a small red wax seal that seemed to have been keeping it adhered shut. Um, you don't really see anything else but you do see that it's addressed to a Master Harold Zeigler so with that a few moments later uh, you you hear some footsteps down the hall uh, echoed by another set and uh, first the gnome comes in and says uh, may I m- m- have your attention Master um, Harold Ziegler um, and he sort of looks expectantly at all of you.
0: I uh, stand up in respect.
5: Well. I realize that I still have my hat on and I quickly take okay. it off.
1: And so at that point you see uh, a husky man, not Corblin, it's not, the, it's not go crazy. He's no Bruno. Uh, a, a fairly husky man, um, older, certainly at least in their 60s, maybe older than that. Uh, looks a lot like Wilford Brimley. If you, do you know Wilford Brimley, the diabetes guy? uh no. Quaker Oats. Yes. Know him? Yes. You would know him if you saw him. He's like, "I'm, I'm Wilfred Brimley. I've got that guy, right?" So he comes, he comes, he comes in, <laughs> and he's got what looks to be uh, decent clothing, uh, but definitely not like fanciful. Um, from what you know, Bruno of Harold Zeigler, he's not one who was born of any sort of aristocratic background. He, uh, <laughs> you know who he is. He just googled him. You have definitely seen him and stuff. He was in the thing, anyway. Never mind. Sorry. So. Uh, but you see this man come in. He's uh, definitely balding, uh, gray hair, uh, white at the temples. He's got this big, uh, big, you know, mustache kind of hanging down the sides of his mouth, um, and he kind of comes lumbering in. He's got big rosy cheeks, like he's been out in the sun for a bit. It looks like he's been working, uh, in fact, and he comes sweeping past, uh, almost knocking over the gnome as he comes rushing into the into the room. Uh, doesn't really say anything kind of looks at you all briefly and just you hear a and he kind of turns around and he sits uh, and then as he sits he says um, Walter could you uh, fetch us some uh, refreshment while we get down to business uh, yes sir and you see Walter the gnome that you now know because none of you asked his names uh, <laughs> he leaves the room uh, to go fetch refreshments he's going to get a cheese plate right, so he sits down uh, and again the only one here who is who has ever met uh or had any sort of dealings with with Harold Ziegler would be Bruno being a Vice Haven native um you're not friends or anything with him but you've you've probably seen him on the docks or met him at some point but he looks to you and he says um this is uh this here is the uh this is the lot you were able to collect huh? uh yes sir these are the
0: uh I've worked with them before and they're the best I know. In you town. Must not know many people. In town. I know better. They're not in town right now. No offense, guys. Right. Although Emily though, she's she's very talented. We go way back.
1: You see him look over at you and he picks up uh something out of his pocket, like out of his one of his shirt pockets, and he holds it up to his eyes. It's like this little monocle as if he's and he peers at you. Um you know, hmm. what, what happened to your hand?
3: I was once in the military and uh, got injured, and now I'm no longer uh, enlisted.
1: Um, I was, uh, well, I was in the navy when I was a young boy. What, uh, where'd you serve?
3: I always liked navy boys. Uh, I served.
1: Kind of, kind of looks a little.
3: <laughs> that was
1: a little bit inappropriate, but
3: uh... Emily has no filter. <laughs> Apparently, you know, I served around. Mm. Uh, mostly near uh, Durer's walls.
1: Yeah, most likely, I would say, uh, for you, you probably. There's been a handful of fronts, but the Rhine Monarchy, which is the country we're in, has probably fought on the most common place where military, at least anybody kind of within like non-naval types, would be on the eastern borders, uh, with like this this wild place called the Evermores where it's just a bunch of like free people, and they're expanding outward and trying to. take more land just like an expansionist kingdom essentially that's more than likely uh where i would say you probably have served somewhere in that area duria's walls um is more like a kind of half half dwarven town in the in the southern parts of the kingdom where it's on i would say that's also kind of on the borders of a fairly wild land so it wouldn't be it wouldn't be uh it wouldn't be impossible for you to probably have like spent some time uh, down there as well kind of clearing out various ruffians or orcs or something like that that might have been marauding around um, so uh, but he seems mildly impressed if a bit put off by the <laughs> random uh, uh, <laughs> the random hit that you just put on him right there uh, doesn't probably not a guy who sees many people hit on him much anymore uh, but yeah he uh, he notes it uh, he notes the the missing hand uh, doesn't note the other one that's got six fingers
3: that one's currently like tucked up on my hip.
1: Okay. Are you, would you say that Emily is like at all concerned? Like, does she favor like one hand or the other? Does she try to like prevent uh, people from seeing it?
3: Well, she keeps her hand that's injured because it's kind of cast in iron. Okay. Uh, and it's kind of a little bit of an unfair advantage in height uh, fights, but she pretends like it's just a stub and uh, she's she keeps it pretty wrapped up so that's about that she doesn't really mind she has six fingers on her right hand um, and she doesn't really mind if people notice but it does prompt some weird questions so she usually just always has it kind of tucked up on her hip when she's talking to people
1: okay okay so he continues to scan the room a little bit uh, and his eyes land uh, as he's still looking at the couch and he sees he looks right at Chovy and then back to Bruno and he says um I didn't think Children were appropriate for this um, this job.
0: Oh, Chovy's the best in the business. Uh-oh. Best child in the business. Oh, no, not a child. I'm not a child. Quite yeah. my teen like almost a teen. Not really You're selling your case there, Chovy. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I might look short, but I'm a half one. It's it's my genetics.
1: You are quite possibly the tiniest living thing I've ever seen in my life, and I've had two kids.
0: It's quite malnutrition, maybe. The pants.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Not <laughs> of iron in your diet. <laughs> no milk. Whatever <laughs> Choby
4: was wrong. Okay. Toby, two-
1: uh Choby's
0: one of the best rat trappers I know. She will help us. She can help us. I don't know why I keep calling her. She. He can help us, uh, you know, <laughs> catch anything we need to or help us set up traps. He's
1: the best.
3: Toby, do you have something you need to tell us? Yeah, you
1: think you're mistaking me for my partner and i pull out my ferret okay i mean it's i mean this is really an inappropriate place to do that uh <laughs> no but you pull out you have a little ferret that kind of runs out uh, <laughs> runs out of <laughs> underneath <laughs> your coat or something I hope. where do you keep your ferret by the way put in my coat yeah okay just in <laughs> Yeah, i've uh, I've got a I've got like a loose bet that it's going to take probably two episodes before that ferret's dead. Uh, Whenever I give Long a pet, especially one that's a rodent, it dies very, very shortly thereafter. Probably going to drown. That's we might do a pool. Anyway, he seems confused, and he's like, "I don't see what a rat catcher has to do with it." But if you say so, kind of continues to look around, settles in a bit on Bear, kind of looks him up and down. Nods quietly to himself. Doesn't say anything. Continues to sort of look over the people. Do anything for you? Mm, you can just keep quiet. And he keeps Not looking it. around. Focuses a bit on the, the the buccaneer sitting or standing by his bookcase. Doesn't really seem to be too too put off by you as well. Settles over at Sophia. Skewing a bit young, all we, brew now
0: no, she's just a little like this one over here, Toby.
1: So at this point, after he's sort of scanned, uh, he sits down. And moments later, uh, Walter comes back in with a tray uh, of what looks to be some sort of pitcher and a series of these small like wooden cups. It's, it's really not fancy. Um, Plops it down on the, the actual desk right in front of him and begins to pour with no amount of delicacy whatsoever and it very easily spills it onto the desk. And when this happens, like you just see Master Harold Zeiger just kind of stares at him like, well, a, a bit of decorum plays, you're embarrassing me. And then he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, missed it. And he continues to pour and he starts handing it out uh, to anybody is anybody taking a drink
5: sure absolutely yeah. of course yeah. okay
1: yeah. Right. thank you very much mm. just grunts and he goes back hands keeps handing him out uh there's also a wonderful cheese spread just all sorts of this wonderful wonderful hard cheeses no there's none of that it's just a drink and so at that point um he stays in the room in fact and just kind of steps off to the back standing behind uh where where Harold Zeiger is staring you
4: so is it uh just you two that live here? I thought there was a wife.
1: And uh, go ahead and just go ahead, and give me a quick awareness test. Uh, this will be trivial. Right,
4: Roll the sixteen. So that's pretty good. Okay.
1: So yeah, you you definitely succeed, and the wince that you see. Walter, who's standing in the corner behind Harold Zeiger make, is unmistakable as if you just really said, like, the wrong thing.
4: We came in. uh, Walter here said uh, she wouldn't appreciate it if we made a mess, but it doesn't look too Uh, uppercut.
1: I said said he wouldn't appreciate it. Mm. And so at this point kind of tired of this strange little impasse uh this little faux pas by bear um master harold zeigler speaks up and says my wife passed away some years ago from childbirth i can't tell which voice is which by the way i think they're just the same person it just this might be a case of just multiple personality but anyway we'll go on with it well she died many years ago childbirth. thank you for bringing up such a wonderfully painful memory
4: my apologies.
1: <laughs> so he shakes, he kind of shakes his head, uh, sort of ruefully, uh, pulls Tufts on his mustache a little bit, kind of smoothing it out uh, somewhat, takes a long swig uh, of whatever it was drinking, this big old head froth that shows up on his mustache, sets it down, swipes it off with his, his sleeve, coughs a little bit, clears his throat, and he says, Right, I don't got a lot of you to... Have you all do a bit of a job? Bruno here says that you all can be trusted, and despite my perhaps hesitation, I also feel I can trust Mr. Bruno. Are you all familiar with the labor colonies in Buckner's Ruin?
0: Yes, I am.
1: So the rest of you can go ahead and just make a go ahead and just make a. We'll call this an easy folklore test.
5: I have uh, forty-eight percent plus easy is twenty. Easy is twenty percent. So that's sixty-eight. And I rolled an eighteen.
1: Okay. Any other successes? Yeah, I got a sixteen as well. Okay, Bruno lied. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <Don't bother. laughs> uh, I was going to let you have it but if you wanted to roll that's
1: fine yeah, I was going to give it to you it's not, not that big of a deal six, yeah, at least one person's going to be successful that's all that matters anybody fail? yes anybody yes. critically fail? no okay. yes
3: I did did you critically <laughs> yes, fail? yes I got a 66
1: so I like to think this is when you speak up and you try to like you're totally confident with exactly what it is but what you start describing is something absolutely nowhere remotely close to what Bachman's Ruin actually isn't. So what is it, um, what is it Emma, Emily says at this moment, Ashley, as I put you on the spot?
3: Emily, she just kind of perks up a little bit and she goes, well, one time uh, when I was in the the tavern back at home, back at uh, Durr's Walls, I was talking to this dwarf and he was telling me and he says that it's uh, like this forest and there's this lake in the center and there's this woman and she likes to sleep in the lake occasionally, and then she starts to like get quiet as she notices like his face is just kind of like, "What are yeah, you Yeah, it's getting about? red.
1: Like he's like holding in like, just a, a great amount of consternation.
3: And she's like, "I'll just, I'll stop now." I never knew that's so what it was.
1: Well, that's not what it was. Oh. <sighs> fine. Bachman's ruin. For those of you who are uninitiated, is uh territory, off to the northwest, past a white where our grand monarch has decided in their infinite wisdom that we should seek new colonies in order to lay the groundwork for said colonies. Various debtors and dissidents and exiles have been Asked to some hard labour. I am a bit embarrassed to say, but if any of you know anything about me, you've probably heard the rumours. I have two children, Gabriel and Madeline, who were sentenced to such time in the ruin this was the better part of four years ago and um, well I don't have to tell you too much how difficult three to four years worth of hard labour a great distance can be to a family but circumstances being what they were it was pretty much the best result the family could have hoped for, be that as it may. What's of concern to me now is, well, the affairs, the state of my children. I have in my possession, and he pulls out this letter that you had noticed, uh, Zophia, on his desk. Uh, He kind of unfolds It doesn't really... really showed any at first. He puts that little monocle back, uh, kind of crunched beneath his his eye and his eyebrow. And he reads over it to himself, mutters a few words out loud here and there. Uh, And then he hands it over to Bruno, um, who I imagine reads through it and passes it along. And one by one, everyone kind of just like, kind of quickly reads through it. My daughter has sent this, and apparently as you can tell, and it's probably like halfway through everybody while he starts talking so not everyone is probably up to speed as you can tell her allotted sentencing has concluded and despite her ability to return to Vicehaven or Oxitain or wherever she sees fit to live she has chosen to remain not because she cares much about the success of the colony but as you can see apparently my son my wonderful such silly gullible son has gone missing she doesn't know where he's at and if you read her words carefully There are apparently considerable dangers, as you might expect when you try to colonize in a place that's known for the ruination of any who have traveled there before. Now, I am not a young man. I am not one who travels well. I am not one capable of sitting a horse, a wagon, sitting on a ship or just walking but the travel to Bachman's Ruin is considerable and Walter, yeah no offence Walter I barely trust to fetch refreshments for the rest of you so I'm looking for a group of individuals desperate like yourselves willing to aid my daughter in the hunt for my son because apparently the very wardens who work at this colony are either unwilling or too cowardly to do what must be done so from what Bruno has explained to me you lot are not particularly well thought of at the moment by the powers at bay down by the docks Plumhawk Company from what I hear doesn't much care for your services which means I believe you have some time to fill in need of work Do I have the lay of the land accurately? Yeah
0: they've been keeping us dry I was about to go take on anything, even prostitution.
1: He looks at you again, much like he looked at Emily when uh, when Emily hit on him. Just,
0: what?
4: (laughs) Shelby, always
1: a joker. And then he looks over,
0: Bruno Bruno uh, Bruno, uh, covers
4: his uh, his face, kind of, a little bit. It's a market for everything, you know. I
0: I
3: think we're getting a little off task, but I do agree. We are down for the work.
0: And he, and look, Shelby doesn't say anything like he won't say anything bad he won't tell anyone anything that's why I picked him
1: he just and he just again takes a deep breath his face red go ahead what would he say I uh, apologize for
5: our group's um, dynamic we are not always as serious as we should be we try and make light of how close we are to not having any food at the moment we thank you for your uh, chance to better ourselves at this point.
1: Bruno, this is my son. I'm asking you to go. Fine. My daughter, I'm asking you to go. aid. I Are promise you sure
0: you I will keep Chovy away from your daughter?
1: That is oh, okay. Walter, do we have a second group we could pull in? into uh, another option? Did you check Home Advisor for whatever? Walter just sort of shakes his head, I, shrugs, doesn't really know. He looks works. at Jovi and beans like,
0: dude, come on. Kind of look, you know?
4: It was okay. just a joke, come on. <laughs> so was uh, the son the younger one? Or
1: the daughter? My daughter was the oldest, the firstborn, Gabriel, two years later okay, so... In the, each, okay. with his birth, that my dear wife had complications. The midwives were unable to contend with. Be that as it may. We'll do our best to
4: retrieve and protect the rest of your family.
1: So, at this point, he, like, again, takes a really big gulp, like like a child goat. He like almost not picking it up with two hands, but picking it up with one just takes this really long swig. Probably like, I can't believe <laughs> I can't like, I like to think in his mind, he's thinking I've really fallen this far. Have I, I have to collect this group to do an important task. Okay. And so uh, then he sets it back down and he says, fortunately uh, the ruin is, uh, is not entirely penal. Uh, there are others uh, who can come and go uh, from the colonies as the uh, as the monarchy seeks to make a more um, established settlement. So finding your way into shouldn't be too difficult. We won't have to conjure up some sort of criminal background, but judging by some of you, I'd imagine that wouldn't be too difficult. However. I have uh, an additional concern um, for the past few years I have been in semi-constant contact with an old friend working nearby, not in the colony itself but at a place nearby called Edgar's Key it's off to the northwest. it's frigid cold almost even but uh um, well he could he would check in on them he would ensure that they were doing well being properly cared for Um, and I would hear from him perhaps once every four to six months or so whenever he was able to my last contact with him was that um, my daughter was doing well, working working at the Abbey's beet farm, and my son had joined a, had joined a foresting crew, and they seemed repentant for their crimes. They seemed comfortable with their lot in life, and although I haven't spoken with them or heard for them, but for this letter from my daughter all this time at the very least I had that bit of solace so um, getting to uh, the ruin I'm sorry to say I can't can't afford any particularly fanciful travel but if you take care of your I can certainly take care of rations and basic uh, basic needs and tools, perhaps a cart and a small work animal. But beyond that, I can't uh, offer much more. But what I can offer is a bit of wage now and a bit of, bit of wage on the return or notification that uh, my son is safe. We will, of course send with you a bit of spending money as you can tell from my not so extravagant home we are not as wealthy as we once were so I would recommend as soon as you are able make preparations for travel and I would plan some sort of route the key, and there I look for a man by the name of Richmond Ungerer It's amazing how quietly everyone's trying to write stuff down. They don't want it. It's okay. It's all right. It's fine. I'm just cyber You know what? I'm just You're not allowed to say names. That's the rule, <laughs> Keith. Every time, every time Keith says a name, it's wrong. Just assume it's wrong. Okay, so he settles back for a moment kind of looking expectantly like as if, I mean, might be questions or something. We can be ready by the mower.
0: How many days tomorrow? do you reckon it would take to get there?
1: Um, I've not travel there myself. Um, best to perhaps ask around a bit, see if you uh inquire. From what I understand, um, if it's on foot, head north out of the town. It might take somewhere a week, a week and a half, maybe, depending. Hasn't quite snowed yet, so it's not winter, so that should help.
5: Do you perhaps have
1: a map or
5: uh, some kind of best travel direction to get there, the easiest?
1: As far as I know, it's coast follow the coast northwest at a certain point it'll stop and I think that's where the key is
2: and he just lives on the key
1: I believe it's a small village town they got a ferry there oh, okay from what I know he runs a lighthouse. I think if you don't mind could we get a description of your
0: children? As well as Unger. Mr. Unger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ungerer. Unger, but that's fine. No, no, hey that hey, you got the first two syllables down, so that's that's definitely progress. Uh so uh, my son sorry, my son is um eye About yeah. Black hair It's
3: long Middle of his back now. I don't.
1: Again, it's been three, four years. But last I saw, he had a scraggly beard. But he also had been in jail for some time at that point. They didn't allow us to clean him up for trial. But uh, yeah, my daughter, even shorter. Curly hair, chestnut big broad smile growing up she was such a sweetheart though it's a bit infuriating sometimes how frequently she apologizes for things that are nary a fault but
0: uh, how much uh, How much long did they have? Did both have in those sentences
1: it took some doing but we got their sentences down to 36 months hard labour so it's been over three years at this point point. and although my understanding is that some choose to stay in the colony having established some sort of life some sort of freedom um, I never believed that that's what they would do and from what this letter suggests that's not what she wants to do so (laughs) 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 yeah
2: so how long ago did you receive that letter
1: yeah this was just a week ago perhaps no offence but I tried inquiring about more well seasoned adventurers but I am on a bit of a budget I believe this is a perfect marriage you all need the corn measly though it might be as a sum and I need people desperate enough to do this job
4: thanks for understanding our situation providing the necessities
1: to complete the job make sure you document in invoice or or of your various goods and services needs deliver them to Walter here and as best we can we will provide some sort of reimbursement on top of basic wage I keep
2: that in mind Will Richmond be Richmond? Richmond?
1: Yes, like oh. a dog. Oh, we used to call Richmond. him Muddy back on the ships.
2: That makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Would Will Richmond believe that you have sent us along to him? Is he a. Uh,
1: I will certainly quiet send correspondence pool. with you with my seal and signature.
2: Perfect, thank you.
1: This isn't. This is it my first uh well actually this is my first situation like' <laughs> just come to think of it but
4: all right we'll go see if we can uh get a route how to get up there as quickly as possible
1: unfortunately to answer your question before and I didn't mean to ignore here, but cartography is not uh it's not something I can much afford right now. But again, the coastline should do you good for most of the way. There's got to be someone amongst this group, right, Bruno? Capable of guarding y'all?
0: Oh, yes, of course.
5: Ah, uh, I'm quite capable in that aspect.
1: And a, bit, and a bit arrogant. Sorry. A lot letting a pilot.
3: We've hit 45 minutes. I thought I had it muted, sorry. I won't be on the timer anymore.
1: It's okay. It's okay. All right. So, uh, any other questions for?
3: Is there
2: anything, since we are traveling that way, that you would like to send with us, perhaps, to deliver to your children?
1: They're adults, you know. They're not, like, four or five. I don't got a box of candies or something. I just... We haven't spoken three four i just want them to be safe is all i want
2: okay just wanted to make sure you are getting the most for your expense and our travel in that direction
1: maybe while you're traveling around town collecting various needs you can stop by a greeting card shop and grab one or two i missed a few <laughs> birthdays over the last few years can we get one of
0: those missed you cards <laughs> okay
1: any other questions
4: did you have a wait, is there even like photography yet
1: yes, no there's not photography like really. <laughs> the no no, no, you no get there's like gunpowder uh, no. no. okay never mind. no I think wasn't I'm pretty sure like daguerreotype type stuff wasn't until the 19th century and this is this isn't like that nah. oh, okay. we're more like I don't know 16 maybe something around there kind of that gunpowder is kind of just started to like kind of funnel into the mainstream a little bit more like you definitely see wardens around town uh many of them have a sidearm um or when you've seen buccaneers carry them it's not uncommon at all um but it's still a little bit more expensive to maintain so you have to be a person who can kind of afford to be frequently making gunpowder and stuff like that so but now there's no no photography yet Okay. <laughs> do you have a picture of them? <laughs> have you seen this boy? Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, no. no. Uh, if you, no, I'll find a sketch. <laughs> I'll find a baby too. See the it. best yeah. Yeah. Now, he, he, you got a physical description of them, um, and you do your best. Okay. Uh, anything else you guys want to That's it. Okay. So then you guys uh, take your leave. Um, uh, Walter leads you guys out. And uh, you are back outside, and kind of working your way uh, down the river, you know, towards the towards the bridge that takes you across the frothing hound, uh, or the hound it's just sort of more commonly referred to, um, and um, into the town proper.
4: He said he had a cart. To ask no,pe him. So
1: you're already gone. You left. Yep, you had a chance. Nope. Can no. we back calm this? Well, I mean, no. You you guys are traveling with you. Know he's stop by the next day or something. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. So we should
5: definitely uh, make sure to spend some time trying to figure out what we need to bring with us. Yeah. Um, we need to first find out how long we're going to be gone. So I will try and figure out the best way to get there and how long it will take by okay. asking around right. uh, so we can know what provisions we need to bring with us because we need to at least be able to make it there.
1: Okay. Uh, and and what, is, what does everybody else want to do to try to just, just sort of some sort of basic task, either to collect goods or to ask around for directions or concerns or best routes, like you were saying, anything like that? Is there something specific you would want to maybe try to do at this time?
3: Um, I want to ask Bruno if he knows what um, happened with his children, like why they're, they got sentenced.
0: What would I know? That's Bruno.
1: Huh. Okay. So... Um this one I would say this is probably we'll make this um hmm. I think it's rumor if I'm, if I'm doing that correctly. I don't know. I get I get rumor and folklore. I've been doing folklore like it's uh like knowledge local like for like Pathfinder Starfinder stuff. Uh but we'll we'll make this rumor. So let's do um this wouldn't be you. This is this wouldn't be oh, you, okay. Emily. If you're asking him if he knows, yes. if you're asking Bruno if he knows, yes. I, would, I would actually be asking Bruno to do this. But let's just make it rumor, um, and let's make it a. Uh, let's actually make it a hard. I failed.
0: What? At a thirty-four percent chance, or to twenty-eight. So okay. minus the hard, which is what twenty percent,
1: Uh, hard is twenty percent. That's correct. Yeah. So now fortune. we do have we do have these wonderful fortune points. Uh, so if you're unfamiliar with Zweihander, Hander, what you do at the very start of every of every session of Zweihander, you add. I don't know. We we use like these little beads I have, but you add one bead. One fortune point to the pool, uh, and then for each player, uh, not counting the GM, and then an extra one on top of it. So since we have since we have six players, we have seven in the fortune pool. And then if you ever want to like reroll a fail, as long as it's not a crit fail, if you ever want to re-roll a fail, uh, or if you ever want to get like an extra action point, or want to roll like an extra damage die in combat, you can hand in a fortune point. But if you hand if you use a fortune point, it comes to the GM. So it comes to me, and I get to like I'm going to do right now. See if the mic picks it up. <clears throat> put it in my misfortune point pool so now i can use it for very much the same reasons later to try and kill the players which i will very much want to do especially Chovy, because Chovy is really <laughs> freaking me out pulling out ferrets talking about prostitution <laughs> i don't want to know what he does i'm getting a, i'm getting a weird vibe what's going on <laughs> with Chovy? what's going on all right
0: we're just gonna try this like, I'm just gonna call you richie i've been in some tight
1: purposes. places uh okay Wait! What? It that doesn't help. It doesn't help. Oh my god! Just a rat catcher. God, phrasing, man. All right. All right. So you try it again. That's a no. That's a no. Uh, so yeah, I would say you don't know, but that also is something you could potentially try to do. You could, you could potentially try to ask around yeah. town or something like that. Sure. All right. So uh, so we've got so just the we got Irwin who's looking around town to try to asking around town trying to get like kind of best routes is that what you're saying that like how long it's gonna take sure. and what route would be yeah. the best that kind so of like thing. we're kind of like loosely doing what's called like uh like wilderness you know wilderness travel or like, overland travel which is which is makes sense because i think we're gonna kind of sl- slip into that so you're kind of planning the route right now yeah. uh and so we'll have you do that uh, who else is doing something or uh, we know we know emily is going to be doing some some rumor mongering see if she can figure out a little bit more
0: Una would join her in that Okay. oh god
4: okay
2: sophia will actually join the route
1: okay material planning yeah i mean i, I guess that makes sense both you are you know with with sophia being a boatman uh and uh and or being a buccaneer yep. yeah both of you probably know a little bit about navigating at least by the stars yes I mean, you're probably more used to water but at the very least you get you know your star patterns and stuff like that sure
0: i'm gonna ask the bear if he wants to come help me carry the rations and supplies that... okay you guys gonna go Good. shopping yeah okay ready right some stuff
4: for the horse mule whatever gonna be pulling it's gonna be, uh, i think it's cart. a dre
1: horse it's the it's the cheap one that's really just used for like uh for like pulling stuff you're gonna get like a small two like so spoiler alert you're gonna get a small two-wheeled cart and it's really just gonna be for carrying goods because you guys are doing long you don't want you don't want to carry that stuff on your back um, that'll be pretty bad the your encumbrance level will crank up uh okay so um the two of you are good so when i by the two of you i mean uh chovi and uh bear you kind of start heading to the market um to see uh what kind of what kind of travel probably keeping communication somewhat with uh with both zofia and with orwin because they're the ones who are kind of kind of know how long it's going to take and by knowing how long it's going to take it's probably going to give you a better idea of exactly how how much you would want um so i would say why don't just for fun, because it's fun to roll dice. Um why don't we just do uh, a navigation check? Does one of you want to assist the other?
2: Sophia will assist. So by assisting I'm, that I'm, that I'm I I blind right now. Dice, right?
1: Yeah. So assisting so in certain things you can assist with rolls and spy and since when you roll a D one hundred, you roll a D ten and a D one hundred, we can kind of, you you kind of hand you literally hand your die over to somebody else. And you have a skill point in it, right?
2: Yes, I do. Okay, so yeah.
5: I yeah. will assist you. I can't. Do that. I don't have navigation, so then we'll do that the other way around. Yes.
2: Don't
5: you need to have a skill? Yeah, to assist you have to. Oh, then I can't assist you. I can't do anything. All right. So then I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. Then why don't you
1: just you can still roll it. Wait, let's flip the fail. How are you a buccaneer without navigation? Uh, Flip the fail. I have pilot. Uh, Okay. Okay. So go ahead and roll. Uh, Go ahead and roll. We'll make this. This is a standard check. This isn't too difficult. So go ahead and roll. You'll you'll flip the fail. Flip the fail. Yeah. And then Zofia will just roll normal.
4: So you can drive. You just need a GPS.
1: Yeah. You know, even though they don't have photography, they do actually have GPS. It's right, <laughs> it's right next to the Hallmark store. It's pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Well, I failed both ways. Okay.
2: So I needed to be below a 41, and I rolled a crit success 33.
1: Okay. Uh, you know with great confidence a few things. Uh, so you know, first of all, It'll take, at the very least, seven days. Like, if everything goes well, it'll take a week. Um, uh, having the cart will certainly certainly help. Uh, but depending on weather and depending upon other conditions and such, uh, it might take a little bit longer. Um, other things you know is that is essentially when you leave town going to the north, you probably follow the coast for a while. It's probably the best way to go. But eventually you start climbing up into the foothills of the Egensal Peaks, which is a very long Uh, running uh, mountain range that sort of protects the northern parts of the Rhine, and it sort of curts along the northern part, the northwestern part of the continent. And at a certain point, you're going to go up into those foothills, and that's when the path kind of disappears. So there's not a real road leaving northward. It's more just sort of a a slightly worn-down path here and there, and that's where it gets a little bit more difficult to navigate, a little bit rougher terrain, and you have to be a little bit more careful. Um, There's also... Uh, kind of the blood forest which is a bit to the northeast but you'll probably be able to screw it around that um pretty easily it's uh uh it's it's not really on the direct route so but you're you're pretty confident you can go seven days uh you would probably say 10 just to maybe get 10 days worth of rations just to be safe okay and so then let's do some rumor mongering um what are you shaking your head about there bruno i
0: was looking at the prices of tents and stuff uh, like that
1: yeah it's ex- yeah it's, it's a it's rough a, world
0: going to be a no-go for us. Yeah. Just saying.
1: Yeah. It's part of the Okay. Uh, so go ahead. Uh, let's see. We're going to do a rumor check. Uh What did I say it was? Bruno already rolled and failed. Uh, it's hard. So hard. I think it was hard. Yeah. So let's do rumor hard as you kind of wander around town.
3: So hard is minus 20. So I have a 45 plus I have a pointed rumor. So 55. Nice. So I'm looking for a 35. Let's do it. Nice. And I got an 86.
1: Now, there's this wonderful. uh, I think I might have mentioned this already. There's this wonderful little (laughs) cup here with all these little fortune points in it.
3: Yeah. I like to collect all the
1: fortune points when you guys are trying to get information so that I have them when combat begins.
3: And then we're doomed.
1: And that's the best way to do it.
3: Gotcha. I got a 68. (laughs) Okay.
1: Uh, Yeah. So, information you're getting as you ask around, uh, some people actually just. Just call you out as being rude. Like it's just it's just flat out rude. What do you? What do you gossip is just not something that uh, a, a good citizen would do. Others, they, they throw out strange ideas. I think I heard once, if I recall correctly, that sh- that the, the 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 woman, what's her name, uh, Michael? What was her name? Madeline. Yeah, I think I heard one time uh, that she took a donkey. And uh, she just ran it raw right in through the uh, uh, the Grand Monarch's chambers, just raw right in there. Wow. I would say you probably have like this guy's carrying like a big old bottle. <laughs> He's like laying down on the sidewalk. He's got like a paper bag around it, drinking <laughs> it. Yeah, it's like a big, big bottle of Saint Uh Yeah, but no, no, you're not. We're not really sure. <laughs> not really sure. Not really sure. Like you, you didn't. You didn't really collect any new information. So okay, so then, Mister Shoppers, uh, so you doing some doing some haggling? We're gonna need to.
4: Yeah, we gotta save every penny we can.
1: Okay, so um, what are your fellowship bonuses? Out of curiosity, your FBS five. Okay.
4: Looks like a three.
1: All right, so you can basically, you know, if you kind of go around town and you do some basic haggling, meaning you can you can buy things at ninety percent price, so a little bit of of a discount so we can uh, we'll go ahead off air figure out what you want to buy and kind of yeah, work out just look, like, yeah, there's there's a, there's a ton uh, there's a ton to do that and so we'll worry about that later uh, okay so then is there anything else uh, you guys probably spent most of the morning uh, over at uh, master Harold Zeigler's home and then most of the afternoon going around making preparations um, to, to, to leave is there anything else that you would probably look to do before before the day ends knowing that you're probably going to return to Zeigler's house in the morning and get the, get the hell out of Dodge. Let's get so a final
5: feel... drink
0: in town. If anyone wants to join me. Okay. Of
1: course. Of course, that's what Joey says. Yes.
0: So don't want to do anything tonight? <laughs> I,
1: don't, I don't think no, anyone well. wants to drink around Joey. No. Okay. So,
2: so will, Taylor. pen a letter.
1: Okay. Do you have, uh, do you have any points in education?
2: Well, let me take a look at my. The education
1: here. on this game. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a special special skill. Yeah, sort of. It controls a bit. Generally speaking, how well you read and write in languages and all that kind of stuff.
2: Oh right, no. I'm not
1: saying you're illiterate, <laughs> just saying you're probably not the most skillful with words. So no, probably simple so. sentences, like big cart go north. <laughs> no, nothing like that. But like, yeah, <laughs> it's not that great. So who, who are you penning a letter to? Okay.
2: I'm just sending a letter back home.
1: Okay. Okay. All right.
2: Mysterious. All right. Indeed.
1: All right. So you go and you get your, your boozing up at the bad fish a little bit. Okay. Anything you want to do while you're there? Any carousing? Or no, not really. Just.
3: I just kind around. of want to look and see who's in the bar.
1: Okay. Um, I mean, it's usual crowd. Uh, it's it's just a, a regular set sa- regular crowd on a Saturday and the regular crowd shuffles in I just screwed up that lyric but a couple of people got the joke um and yeah it's it's mostly dock workers so you see I mean that's the, if you're at the Badfish Tavern there's other places to go but this is probably the one that you feel most comfortable in um there's a little bit swankier uh, tavern uh kind of on the north side of town You're in the sort of southwest side uh, near the docks and uh the bad fish is, is mostly sailors and dock workers and that kind of stuff. Um, you see some people from the Plumhawk Company that are actually employed, um, and then you also see others that are just sort of contract workers like yourselves. Uh, people coming in and out, yeah. yeah. Is there any anyone you're looking for particularly or something you're looking to do?
3: Do I recognize anybody like from interactions?
4: Um...
1: I would say, I mean, you. I would say you do. I mean, you definitely recognize faces. Uh, I don't know how. I mean, how like this is definitely your circle. Like your group is kind of the people who have sort of settled together. No, uh, no. uh, Tysonian. Uh, He is (laughs) currently getting surgery uh, right now. Pity you really you really messed him up. You broke his jaw. So yeah, no, he's not there. Uh, But you see some other people you've 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 fought with a little bit. We're probably just
4: chat around let some close people know that finally got a job after all this time
5: okay. okay i'm not
4: gonna say like the specifics obviously well people are gonna start asking that
1: right you got a job you can oh, do phc fun oh,
4: it's great
1: it's great yeah, it is right
4: yeah sworn it's secrecy can't say to it's pretty oh, serious it's oh wow no come
1: on you can tell mate
4: I'll, we'll, we'll be back in
1: and Wake, You'll be back in what? Okay, all right. We'll be looking for you in a week. Then you are gonna tell me about when you return, right? Uh, we go yeah, way back, you. mate. We go. We go yeah. back years.
4: I'll tell you all the tales. We
1: used all to there. chop them trees yeah. together. You know. Oh gosh. So, so many trees. Just chop, chop, chopping them. Splitting logs. <laughs> you really not gonna tell them? No. Okay. <laughs>
0: Bear must really be planning this get. trip to go perfectly. We'll be back in a week. <laughs> it's supposed to take us a week to get there. I don't know if Bear was paying attention. <laughs> they're, they're, Bear is just kind of sitting there, there the There's a lot of stuff
1: time. going on. It's like, I really enjoy the cheeseburger. You might want to renegotiate the contract. Holding back his back gas just. a little bit. Okay. I misspoke. It's a
4: week to get there.
1: Yeah. Okay. We all didn't hear the rest of that. but well, It just kept going. Uh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, anybody else looking to do something? I'll have
0: one last beer of Choby. Okay. I'll sneak his
1: ferrets and breadcrumbs. Okay, all right. Uh, are you invoicing the beer? Because that's probably not going to be. That's probably not going to be covered. I don't think.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't um, think yeah. right? Well, we like
1: <laughs> yeah, we haven't
0: started the trip yet. No. then we start doing
2: it. The per diem doesn't kick in until yeah. tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Right, but per diem usually doesn't cover alcohol. I can tell you that my <laughs> yeah. per diem, my job, <laughs> yeah. never covers alcohol yeah. as, yeah. Months, <laughs> as um, much as I would love like it to.
5: <laughs> Funnily so. enough, the per diem I had one time—if uh, you chose to have—it would cover one alcoholic beverage. Ooh. Really? Yep. Walmart man yeah. it is just. They are down. Wow! Wow! Any price of that beverage? That's, uh that's they amazing. they they paid for their complete meal so yeah. We
1: probably just oh, oh, we're not uh wa- Walmart. No <laughs> more like small uh, Okay. So you guys drink for a bit and uh and you have kind of a last kind of raise the glass to uh to the badfish tower in a place that you've been some of you, like Bruno, have been for almost your whole life. You've been in the town. Others have been here probably a couple months, uh, maybe a year, you kind know, of settled in. Uh, it was it was good while it lasted, um, but for whatever reason, whatever you did on your most recent job, just a, I guess you just didn't do a good enough job, or you got a bad reputation, or who knows, like but you just kind of gotten froze out, or maybe it was just bad luck, you know, just whatever happened. I'm gonna go
5: and sit out on one of the docks and just stare at this guy.
3: Okay. Is Sasha in the bar?
1: Not this one, no. No, no, no. This is
5: not. Oh, a... this
3: is too. So
1: Sasha, so we, we've been playing these characters a little bit here and there, just kind of getting a feel for Zweihander. So we've been doing like, these little mini, not entirely relevant to the bigger campaign plot adventures. And in one of their previous jobs, they had a very hoity-toity supervisor named Sasha, who didn't much didn't much care for them. But no, this is they not. cared for Bruno, though. This is, yeah, it's true. This is not the place that Sasha would be drinking
3: mm. at all.
0: No way. He's all
3: fancy. I kind of, as I'm sitting there and I'm like nursing my beer and I kind of turned to Bruno and I was like, you know who I really want to find and mess up a little bit? Who? That bloke, Sasha. He was all up in himself thinking he's better than us just because he's got, you know, fancy clothes. You know, I don't like men like that.
0: Well, I mean, he is better than us. But I think it's whatever he
2: wrote in his book is what did us in. He was always taking yeah, he's, notes. He's probably the
0: one who screwed us over. I
2: think so, because then we, we got back and we were Honestly,
3: I think we were you were far too honest with him. You should go beat him up. Nah, I'm just joking. Don't tempt me. Up. I'm sorely tempted. Do you think he'd be up at that ritzy bar? I
0: don't think we should get in any trouble before we leave. We got a reputation now. It's the perfect time to get
3: what in trouble. What reputation do I even have? Beating people up, apparently. Apparently. Obviously, I'm that. very great at what I'm doing.
2: Maybe we're we going to can... do the beating up before we go, and then people will have out about it by the time we get back.
0: That's how it works.
3: Mm. I'm sorely tempted. Well,
0: here's the first problem with this plan, all right? If we're going to go to that fancy place, we, that means you have to buy something there while we wait out for Sasha.
3: Do we? Or do I just offer to offer, uh, you know, hey, I could, uh, you know, do you have anything under the books? Do you guys do any fighting? You know, sometimes they like to watch that plus no. small cute little girl with a weird arm you know sometimes there's been weirder things We throw Chovy into fetishes. the mix Chovy can go sh- well I'm not a fighter no no prostitution no, 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 no. <laughs> that seems to be your specialty now no I'm I just I don't Sasha rubbed me the wrong way
0: look let's get this job done when we come back we can figure out what we're going to do with that little perk.
3: Hmm. all right a lot of beef for now i don't want to ruin this job i'm interested in finding gabriel yeah. and madeline
0: i've already put in a good word for you so you know don't mess it up
3: bruno your words only go so far
0: They're not very far not far enough this time so. yes you're right
1: I think I'm going to give out uh, some corruption uh, for threatening or considering the threat of going and fighting and beating somebody up. I believe okay, I'll take uh, it. I'm going to give I'm going to give three to three corruption to uh... Bruno. I think you're clear. You were you're were arguing against it. So it'll be Emily. It'll be Sophia. And I think Bear seemed to be he liked it, too. He seemed to he seemed to be. I like, are we, are we doing? I think. Yeah. I think, OK. OK.
3: He's he's you know everybody's man he'll he'll hop in or whatever I, I, I got
1: vibes like you were cool with it you're like yeah yeah he is the, the muscle
4: yeah that was kind of an asshole
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right so okay so it, corruption by the way is just something that we use uh, to sort of drain you know track like changes in alignment stuff it's this little mechanic that happens at the end of kind of a long session uh, all right so anything else
3: no, Spend I'm, I'm pretty tipsy yeah. at this point. Like, yeah, so
1: I think I think it's probably a good idea that we do some toughness tests to see uh, if anyone got intoxicated. Are you all familiar?
4: We're oh, arm wrestling or something.
1: Are you all familiar with like how intoxication works?
4: Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's in chapter.
1: Okay. All right, so you guys have been drinking. I would say, we say about three hours, four hours, maybe.
3: I've, it's a solid right? four yes. hours. Okay, so
1: like it, in, in old Zweihander, uh, in chapter nine, under hazards and healing, there's this little, there's this little uh, section called liquid courage. And so, for every hour you drink, you have to make a toughness test based on what you're imbibing, with the difficulty becoming worse for each hour you drink. Uh, so this means that if you drink wine on the first hour, it would be a standard toughness test. If it, uh, the second hour, it would be challenging. Third hour, it would be hard and so on. So for each hour, that difficulty. If you start mixing different alcohols, assume the worst of the two or the more types of, of liquor uh, you drink. So failure results in intoxication, uh, whereas a critical failure results in becoming immediately incapacitated from intoxication. Uh, you may always choose to automatically fail your toughness test to become intoxicated. Is anyone wanting to automatically fail and just go just go drunk? No, oh, no. That's, oh, that's sorry. Like, okay. I want to try. Okay, so I'm gonna call it. Um, it I'll probably put it on. Uh, I'll put I'll put it on routine because it's roughly it's it's not hmm, it's not good rotgut. It's not good wine or rotgut. It's it's sort of cheap ale. So I'll put it at routine. So plus ten percent toughness test. Uh, so everybody's drinking this is a good way. To I, end would, the I would episode. say that I stopped after about two hours and went and set out
5: on the dock. Okay, so
1: you'll do the first two yeah. and then and you your bail. All right, so let's do hour one. Go ahead. So starts with, oh, again, plus 10%. Oh, no.
2: Okay. Sophia has a critical fail. Yeah,
1: oh, you oh, no. <laughs> you get through your first beer and you're just clunk. Your head just slants. there.
4: Really? A fat 99. Two crit fails? Oh, oh God. my God. Two
1: of them just go out completely. Okay. All right. All right. So you guys are incapacitated from intoxication. Yeah, we, we should fight
2: that guy, one. Sasha. <laughs> uh,
1: okay. Uh, how did the rest of you do? I was, I was say, it was a fortune point. You want to use a fortune no. point? <laughs> okay. I'll take the fortune point. All right. <laughs> All right. I still failed. So, River, you can't use a fortune point for a crit fail. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't okay, it's crits. Crits are like the end all be all. If you ever get a crit fail, it's a crit fail. All right. So I failed as well. You failed one. Yeah. Okay. But two crit fails, one regular fail. I failed I as well. Okay. How about I ask, ask this question? Did anyone pass? I so did. We got Emily. Emily. No. <laughs> Emily's the only one. All right. Okay. So. All that
0: weight, he still failed.
1: Okay. So every hour you're doing this. So let's see. What did I say? Fair results in intoxication, critical results. So you are intoxicated. So while intoxicated, you gain, this is actually a benefit, which is I think pretty hilarious. You gain plus three to your damage threshold. So damage threshold is basically how much damage you can take before you actually start taking wounds. Uh, and so this would basically increase your damage threshold, which means as drunk, as, you know, while being intoxicated, you can take more hits, <laughs> which is really funny. Uh, you'll also immediately suffer some, some peril. So you all are going to suffer. So those of you who are intoxicated, you're going to suffer as I'm rolling 3d10. Oh that's a good oh that's a good roll. Uh twenty two points of physical Jesus. peril <laughs> oh, is a good oh roll? My
3: God. So, <laughs> roll. Do I take that? I pass. You passed, you're, okay. you're good.
1: You're good. So
5: here's a question.
1: Okay. I'm I, probably not gonna know the answer, but go.
5: I have Thunderhead. Okay. Oh yeah
3: yeah.
1: yeah. Well, plus
5: down. one peril okay. and corruption down the peril track. Okay. So you said twenty two. So it's twenty two. So I immediately go three down, plus <laughs> one track, so I go four down Okay. all the way to incapacitated
1: okay so you collapse too no looking at the stars tonight for you sir uh in all of you who are intoxicated you take one corruption i take two
2: yes that includes the crit fail
1: yeah
5: i didn't even have to crit fail to get incapacitated that's how bad i am at drinking apparently
1: Okay, so then there's a second. Uh, so, second hour. So, Emily, Emily this time it's. Uh, okay, so this time it is uh, it is basically standard. Bruno, you're not incapacitated, so you're just intoxicated. you oh, will so keep going. Yeah, so yeah. this time it's standard. i can keep going. If so you critical fail, you're incapacitated. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. go straight to incapacitated.
3: Ooh. Okay, so Braun 45 plus 10, so 55 plus standard, so plus nothing, so 55. Mm. And I rolled an 84. Okay, there's all... Look, there's still a couple
1: fortune yeah. points. I love like how we're using fortune points just to get drunk. I'm good to so be too. drunk. Okay, that's fine. I don't being drunk. I passed a ten.
0: Okay, cool, cool, cool. I failed, so I won't use another fortune points.
1: <laughs> You're <laughs> ridiculous. Okay, all right. We're using fortune points to avoid getting drunk. Nice, I got a four. Okay, all right. And then finally, for the third hour, this time, uh, it's actually going to be challenging, so it's minus 10% to your roll. So
3: what, uh... Fine. Do it do you roll for me cuz I didn't fail pass? Oh, you're intoxicated now? Yeah. All right.
1: 23 points of physical barrel and a Ooh. corruption.
3: Ooh. So I'm incapacitated.
1: Okay, so you just pass out.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay. I will be passed out after this next one. <laughs> okay. I'm going to keep using those points. <laughs> Are you kidding me. <laughs> <Joking>. <laughs> just
1: to survive it's like a drinking contest oh uh, no I didn't make no, it I'll use one too oh my god there's, more. there's no more fortune more oh, more. there's one more okay your 19 okay fast. all right so you do not become intoxicated so you manage to have good unlike everybody else it's it's that extra corpulence that you have that probably helps you know helps with your, your drinking but everybody at the table one by one just drinks themselves to the point where they pass out and have to be Quite literally thrown out onto the street at a certain point uh, in the evening by some of these these workers. Uh, now, what you all don't realize this is about being intoxicated. Is that you? When you're intoxicated, you fall unconscious. Uh, well, actually, you you cannot recover your parallel condition track for 25. I mean, see if I'm reading this right. If for some reason you are incapacitated. While in intoxicated, you fall unconscious for six hours. You cannot recover your peril condition track for 24 hours after being intoxicated as you suffer from a hangover. So, oh,
5: okay, it's gonna I'm, be a rough day for you. I'm one. permanently
1: uh, incapacitated. Is well, that how that works? No, no, no
0: it's, it's a good per- thing our two uh scouts are both drunk.
1: Okay, so anyway, morning comes. Uh, many of you find yourself, uh, Bruno, be the only one at home. You actually probably went home and slept, whereas everybody else is just <laughs> running on the street or the beach.
3: <laughs> You left me there?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'll problem.
0: take uh, Toby and um, Emily.
1: Okay. And so you all, at a certain point, <laughs> one by one. That sounds bad. You make your way. <laughs> I'm a gentleman, Really, really hungover, <laughs> with the exception of Bruno. You made such a great impression on Harold Zeiger yesterday. Uh, you guys really take your job seriously. These are his kids, you know, like... Absolutely, they would probably get a good night's sleep for that first day. But I like to think when you knock on the door, and Walter Algram opens that door, you look about as worse as as bad as he does, and he and he smells the booze like, "Uh,
0: uh, are you all drunk? No, I'm fine. Bruno says.
1: So uh, Harold Zeiger, Walter Algram, they kind of point, they kind of take you out to where the uh, the small two wheeled cart is. Little little horse little 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 horse that you can kinda of nice beautiful gray. I don't know horses. Uh it's grey. Let's say it's grey. I like grey. And uh you start loading up your various your various goods and rations and everything that you piled up, some extra clothes, some extra items, etc. Um and even though Harold Zeiger seems quite disappointed with the fact that the vast majority of the group is probably hung over right now and not looking great. Um he he looks to Bruno and he says, yeah, I hope you I hope you all when push comes to shove, um, actually do the right thing.
0: That is getting it out of the system now. That way we can focus on the trip
1: ahead. Good luck. And he turns around, and uh, he goes inside. And uh, you all begin your journey northward. And I think it's where we're going to end the night. Whoa. Hey, it's Jeff here. Just want to say thank you for listening to the first episode of the Adventures and Lollygagging Podcast. Episodes two and three are available right now in the exact same place that you found episode one. So you've got no excuses not to go grab them right now and see what other adventures and shenanigans we're going to get into. Now, we're also planning to release a new episode every single Monday from now until the cold, bitter end. So stay tuned for more. Uh, now, if you've got some ideas on how we can improve our show, uh, starting with probably rules corrections, Uh, or if you've got ideas on what we can do to make it better or what you'd like to see us tackle later on, uh, drop us a line on Twitter. Uh, I'm at lollygaggerco. So that's L-O-L-L-Y-G-A-G-G-E-R-C-O. You can also email me at jeff at lollygaggerco.com, or you can just go over to our website. We're at thelollygaggers.com. We've put a lot of work into it lately, uh, and you can get all sorts of information there, and you can also get the episodes from there as well. Now, if it wouldn't be too much of an imposition, and I know you hate hearing this, everyone hates hearing this kind of stuff, but consider subscribing, right, on whatever podcast app you prefer, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, TuneIn, Spotify, and all of the others, because there's so, so many. Uh, Any kind of reviews or likes or ratings or stars that that you can provide us, whatever metric that your app uses, really definitely helps with visibility, with signal boosting, and we we could use that, and we would be ever so grateful. Finally, and as we were kind of thinking about how we can make our podcast different or better or add some bells and whistles, uh, we came up with the idea of episode codas. At least that's what we're calling it right now and probably until the cold bitter end. Uh, So after each episode, including this very episode right now, and after social dumps like this one that's longer than all the other ones will ever be, I promise, uh, we're adding little tidbits of story to help provide context on our homebrew world and also some backgrounds for our characters. So you can expect them every single episode. And if you ever have thoughts about what you'd like us to cover, uh, don't hesitate to offer those suggestions in the exact same places I said you can already contact us through. Uh, Now we're planning to add things like diary entries, flashbacks, songs, and all sorts of other things. Uh, And that's it. I've rambled on for far too long. uh, So let me get out of the way. And with one last big thank you uh, for joining our adventures and for listening to us ramble on about all sorts of nonsense. Thank you, everybody.
0: Coda A Letter from Madeline Ziger to Her Estranged Father.
3: My dearest father, much time has passed since our last correspondence and in that time I have come to regret the shame my brother and I brought upon you. I cling no longer to futile defences, except to say we wished a better world not only for our family, but for those we called countrymen. It is only in these years apart that I have come to realize the veracity of your words, that it was ignorance, not malevolence, which drove us, and without your words, painful though they were to hear then. Gabriel and I would have suffered far longer sentencing and a far worse fate. You have no need of my forgiveness, Father. Therefore, in its place, I offer overdue gratitude. I wish that was the extent of the motivation for this missive. But I fear the news this letter brings is far graver. And a part of me, perhaps, fears what feelings, if any, it will be met with. Father, Gabriel has been taken. The colony has failed. The isolation of so many deviants and dissidents resulted not in unification or reformation, as its architects promised, but in extremism. And when faced with such isolation, when forced to stare into the darkness of the ruin we inhabit, even the most rational among us can be swayed by alluring promises and voices. But it is the whispers, Father, the whispers some find hardest to resist, the lure of what lies beyond the forest, beyond the mountains. I fear it is they who have taken my benevolent brother, your impressionable son. The wardens here have been of little help for what small powers they still wield. They fear what breathes beyond the colony as much as anyone. My sentence complete, they bid me silent or gone. Back to the living lands, but I will not leave without my brother. Gabriel needs you, father. I need you. Please, sir, please come. If the wardens will not be swayed to action by your eloquence, they will be by your purse, for they are such petty creatures. As proof, the one who carries this letter does so only out of bribery and promise of your favor. Father, the sun rarely breaks through the clouds here. I fear the sun-bearer no longer hears my prayer. If she will not answer, I pray you will. Please come. Please bring your forgotten children home your devoted daughter, Madeline,